Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. Uh, my name is Fergus. My mouth is not working correctly because I couldn't even say episode. But um, we are we are on uh, our uh, episode one forty, uh, and I am joined uh, by, as always, our old faithful. I do stress the old thing. Uh, Trev, how are you? Evening, Fergus. Evening, everybody. I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, really good. Uh, loads going on in my mind today, in my head about all the all the different announcements to do with us in, you know, European and, and with Mr. Ozil and that. So, yeah, ready to have a good chat, mate. Ready to have a good chat. Up for this tonight. And uh, straight in from probably another podcast somewhere uh, on uh, the Arsenal uh, platform, uh, Mr. Potts, Dan Potts, how are you? <laughs> Hello, boys. <clears throat> how you doing? Yeah, all good, man. All good. Thank you very much. Looking forward to having a chat with you tonight. Lots going on in the world of football. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to get going, Ferg. And the man who makes Dan look like an amateur. Uh, Dan doesn't even uh, Dan, Dan, Dan doesn't even get into touching the sides of podcasting as this man does. From the Chronicles of Laguna, um, Harry Simeu. Harry, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm not sure what to make of that. <laughs> well, my notifications ping up every uh, hour, two hours. You're doing, especially in transfer window, you were doing loads. Oh uh, yeah, we was we was going every day in the transfer window. But I can tell you, I've I've got a bit of burnout now. To be honest, I'm so glad yeah. it's over. <laughs> yeah, good. Listen, I know we've only got you for a short period of time, so I, you've got other stuff to do in about 20 minutes or 25 minutes. So. Um, we will talk to you briefly and then we'll come back on to the other guys uh, later on and we've got other th- th- stuff to talk about. Um, our agenda tonight is uh, we're going to touch back on the Man City game. We're going to look at the road to uh, Gdansk and we've got obviously Rapid Vienna coming up tomorrow night. And there's some other things like uh, Trev was on with Kevin on his YouTube channel, Kevin Campbell, uh, talking about the Euro Premier League, £15 uh, to watch the Leicester game. Uh, the 25-man squad. There's just loads to talk about. Um, Before we do talk about that, I did want to pass out our condolences to Simon Dobbin and the Cambridge fan who's 48. Five years ago, he got beaten up um, outside or near uh, Southend United's um, uh, uh, game when Cambridge played Southend United. Uh, Sadly, he was badly disabled and he died uh, this week. So, our condolences go out to his family. Um, what did you make, Harry, then, of the Man City game? We The lineups, uh, it, holding got injured in the um, in the lineup. His, his hamstring got injured and he's out for, for three weeks. Party was on the bench and Tierney started despite the COVID scare and everything else. What did you make of that, Harry? It was a strange game, wasn't it? Because I feel like... It, we missed a real opportunity to get a result at Manchester City, which is something we haven't even been close to doing for many, many years. In terms of the lineup, there were a few surprises in there. I, I was surprised that Holding got the nod in the first place. So obviously him missing out, I don't think was kind of the end of the world as as respectfully as I can possibly put that. Um, obviously the Willian thing, playing as a false nine. I, I feel like Mikel Arteta tried too hard 
to catch Pep Guardiola out. He obviously got one over on him in the FA Cup semi-final and it felt very much like Arteta went into this game feeling as though he wouldn't get away with the same thing again, as though Pep had sort of sussed it out and Pep wasn't naive enough and silly enough. And at the end of the day, nobody knows that better than Mikel Arteta to fall into that trap again. So he tried to do something. He tried to spring a surprise uh, through Willian and it, it just didn't work. Um, again, I thought defensively overall um, across the course of the 90 minutes, I thought Arsenal were pretty solid again. But of course, one one poor moment is all that Manchester City need to punish you when they got the likes of Sterling and Aguero in those forward positions. So you can't even give up a moment. But the most disappointing thing for me, I thought, on the day was was how little we did in terms of taking the game the other way. Um, yes, we had a few opportunities, but I felt like Manchester City were nowhere near their best on Saturday and Arsenal missed a real chance and didn't have that intensity. And, and I think when you play in a very defensive manner and a very organised, compact way, and then it gets to kind of 70 minutes and then that realisation kicks in of actually, we need to get a move on here. We need to do something to turn this game around. Arsenal struggled to flick that switch. And I think that's been a common theme under Mikel Arteta, who I'm a massive fan of, by the way. But I feel like we're still very imbalanced in terms of when we do defend well, we then struggle to, to get that creativity and that intensity at the other end of the pitch. And there has to be some sort of middle ground. That would be kind of my big takeaway from that game. And Dan, City without Laporte, Mendy uh, and uh, Kevin De Bruyne. So like what Harry said, we should have been able to take the game to them. Uh, did you think we we lined up right? Do you think, we, like, for example, would you have played Bellerin? I know we'll talk about the, his his uh, involvement in City's gold, etc. But would you have played Maitland-Niles instead of um, Bellerin? Because he'd done so well against uh, Mares uh, in the uh, semi-final in the FA Cup. Yeah, of course I would. Listen, I've said I've made it quite clear that I think Bellerin needs dropping. I don't think he's as good as what everyone's saying. And I'm, I don't actually think he's been good since about 2016 you know people talk about his injury i think he's been he's been pretty poor for the last few seasons so <clears throat> i wouldn't be playing him i'd be playing mate and niles but listen fergus 50 million pound sign and he's on the bench i'll be knocking on his door i'll be saying what's going on what have i done wrong you know i've, I've been playing for ghana i'm fit why don't you trust me um so that was the biggest one for me playing chaka and Basabayos, who were pretty poor again no creativity uh lackluster no mobility just poor, slow. Um, and I would have played Maitland-Niles because we saw how easy it is for Man City to be cutting inside and, and Maitland-Niles dealing with it. Uh, and course, we'll come on to the goal later, but that's not what happened and with Bellerin. So I was a bit surprised at the lineups. And the biggest thing for me, man, when you've got Aubameyang, you've got Willian and you've got Pepe and you have to play one of them down the centre, Surely Aubameyang's your option. And if you do not want to keep him away from that left-hand side, then you put Pepe central because of what he did in the FA Cup final against Chelsea. But to go with Willian as a false nine, and I understand he was experimenting. I don't think we should be experimenting in games against Manchester City, personally. So no. it didn't work out. And when you start to see it not work out, allow them to interchange a lot more than they did. So I was surprised by some of the lineup decisions by Mikel it, 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 it did seem quite rigid, rigid and... Um, as we said, no creativity uh, within within the, the team in the midfield. Defensively, I agree with Harry. Uh, in the main, I thought we were okay and we held our own. 
Um, but it just seemed that we couldn't connect any ball coming out from the back to the forward line through the midfield, probably because of Williams' position. Trev, um, briefly, your thoughts on the sort of lineup and setup? We spoke briefly before the the the, the match. We done a um, podcast when the uh, the lineup came, and what did what did you think of of um, what did you think? We were excited. What did you think? Yeah, you said briefly, Fergus. You know I can't be brief, so you'll have to... Well, you've got to give Harry some time because he's only got about 15 I sort minutes. of agree with... with, with... <laughs> yeah, I'll give him 10 seconds in a minute. Calm down. <laughs> um, I, I sort of agree with um, with both the lads, you know. But but I, I just put a different perspective on it, me. Clearly obvious that, that Arteta got his selection wrong in areas, right? But he's going to do that. He's going to Arteta is going to get his selection wrong in areas. He's, he's a young manager. He's learning, um, I, so I can live with that. The one selection that baffled me was Willian because Willian playing up there as a nine, um, it's there's no outlet at all. No outlet at all. I, I can't see how Willian gets to play cent, centre up front in front of Lacazette. I, I just can't work it out. But but boys, I can't, I still came away from the game with the with a feeling that on another day. A, a slight little change in fortune and we take get something out of the game. And in years gone by at Man City, as we all know, if we've come away from the game and only lost two or three nil, we've had a result. So I still feel quite positive about it, you know. I I mean, if if the goalkeeper don't make the save and 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 if and if Alba puts a chance away, then it's you know, this is a different day. And it was, mm. it was whereas in years gone by it's been massive margins. I thought that it was it was fine margins. One of those margins was was Arteta got his selection a little bit wrong. Another one on reflection, Dan's right; he should have played party. But to finish with, on a bright note, and shoot me down if you want, boys. I thought we had the best player on the field in Young Saka, bar none, bar none. Absolutely, bar so none. Absolutely. I thought he was incredible. He was incredible. Isn't an overstatement. So, you know, yeah, I get everything the boys are saying. Absolutely agree. But I can still see positives. I can I can take positives out of that game. Um, Harry, let's look at the goal because that's probably the main thing and the main talking point of the game. Because I think overall, I think, you know, we, we held our own. We did have opportunities. You know, uh, Saka, as, as uh, Trev said, was outstanding. Uh, he was unlucky not to score himself, as Aubameyang was unlucky not to score. Uh, Edison uh, kept them in the game at points. And Leno made some fantastic saves. But in that 23rd minute when Sterling scored, should Leno have got back up? that second time and saved it should he have parried it onto the penalty spot should 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 just load the questions go harry for me it's not so much about him not getting up it was more about where he parries the ball um mm. a lot of people have told me in the last couple of days that i've been really really harsh on Berliner by saying this but this is not the first time it's happened with him um it is quite a common thing with burn leno that he does make wonderful saves but that next bit where you're essentially, you need to be aware of where you're parrying the ball. That's what separates the good goalkeepers and the very best. And that's why I, it's one of the reasons I don't think that Bern Leno is, you know, an Allison or, or anybody like that because of things like that. And, and things like that seem to occur far too often with him. I think going with the goal, I think it, I, I said it to Dan yesterday. I think there was a catalogue of, or, uh, of errors, sorry, 
leading up to that goal. First of all, Mares does really well, but he sucks Kieran Tierney out of position. He sucks a couple of Arsenal players out of position. But that's what good players do. When they can carry the ball, they can do that. And they pull players out of position. When that ball comes inside, I think both Xhaka and Ceballos are caught out of position. Um, They're both chasing back. And then when the ball goes to um, Foden on the left-hand side, I actually... I do think Bellerin could have done better, but I feel like the criticism he's received is probably a little bit harsh. You've got a very weird problem in Phil Foden there because, you know, traditionally you say, show them on the outside, close off that inside channel. But when you're looking at someone as technically gifted as Phil Foden, showing him onto his stronger foot in that area doesn't seem right either. So you're kind of in in two minds. What do you do? Do you show him outside and hope that he doesn't pull out a shot? Or do you show him inside? I don't think Bellerin really did either of those things. I think he was kind of caught in two minds and didn't do either of them. I feel like David Lewis probably could have got back and closed that inside space a little bit quicker as the centre-back. But as I said, I, I can't blame Leno solely for the goal. I can't blame Bellerin solely for the goal. I think it was just a lapsed piece of defending from the team overall. And, you know, as much as we've improved under Mikel Arteta and we want to believe that we're on the right track... You know, unless we magically click our fingers and we've got a whole new back line of completely different players and a different goalkeeper and a different midfield, that's not going to happen. Those errors are still going to be there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was just probably a sloppy moment overall. It, is is Leno one of the best in the league, as Kieran says? For me, I don't know. Um, honestly, I, I think he's one of the best shot stoppers in the league. Yeah. But does that make him one of the best overall goalkeepers? I mean, off the top of my head, I'd rather have Edison. I'd rather have Alisson. I'd rather have Martinez, I guess. Um, you know, I could think of a few goalkeepers in this division who... It's not just about the shot stopping. Henderson, Pope. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's not just about the shot stopping, is it? It's about commanding your penalty area. It's about breeding confidence into your back line, which I don't think he does. It's about your distribution, which I don't think is very good on Berlino's part. So for me, there are a lot of faults in Berlino, but it's so hard to kind of stay of that opinion with him because you might get fed up with him one week and the next week he keeps you in the game with 10 brilliant saves. So it is a really tough one. It is a really tough one. Dan, um, there was a big discussion on Arsenal Away Boys on our Arsenal Away's uh, days on Facebook um, about uh, uh, Kieran Tierney and being and uh, Harry Tuttle about being pulled away by uh, Mares. Do you think any blame uh, lies at Tierney for turning into a wing back rather than staying as a centre back again, dragged away? Yeah, listen, you can't blame Bellerin now for being out of position if Tierney's doing the same thing. What I'll say with Tierney is it's rare and he gives 110%. And what I saw with Kieran Tierney was not an amazing performance, but what I did see was someone who tried right to the end. And we even saw the the sacker chance, which was made by Kieran Tierney. You know, it was. If he wouldn't have won that ball back and gone in for that tackle, then there wouldn't have been that chance to make. So Kieran Tierney, I'm a huge fan of. I'm also a huge fan of Gabriel. I thought his passing was a little bit off for that uh, Saturday evening, but a hell of a defender. And what a signing that is, by the way. I think he's going to be an absolutely fantastic signing and a great defender for Arsenal. But <clears throat> I can't get away from Bellerim. One thing I will say, Mares, Aguero, 
Sterling, Foden, these aren't shocking footballers. Just because De Bruyne was out doesn't mean that they turn into reserves all of a sudden. These are fantastic yep. players that do this against sides week in, week out. That pass from Mares that takes all of our midfield out of the game is outstanding. But what are Chaka and Sabayas actually doing with that? Aguero then gets hold of the ball and then he passes it on to Phil Foden, who I actually do rate highly. But Bellerin has to show him on the outside. He can't allow him to cut in and shoot because when he cuts in and shoot, it's going to be hard for Leno to save it, let alone parry it out anywhere. So to get anything on it is going to be hard. I mean, that was that should have been in him as far as I'm but concerned. Didn't, so, Dan, sorry to cut you there. Did, no, didn't we In that goal, didn't we see exactly why Mikel Arteta is so keen on the low defensive block? And sitting in a deep position. Because when you turn the likes of Bellerin, the likes of Ceballos, the likes of Xhaka, the likes of David Luiz, and make them run back towards their own goal, carnage happens. And that is exactly why Arteta has played the way he's played. But Mares had the quality there to suck a couple of players out of position and create those spaces and create that gap between Ceballos and Xhaka and the defence. And that's where they exposed us, isn't it? Massively, mm. I think the pass from Mahrez is is cut paid out. It reminds me actually of the Kieran Tierney pass into Lacazette for the goal at the semi final against Man City, where it literally took about five players out of the game. That's what that pass did, and our midfield just looked like non-existent as far as I was concerned. But my blame lies with Bellerin. Um, Leno, for me, I think we've been a bit harsh. We wouldn't even be talking about uh, Leno if it wasn't for Martinez going, you know. Um, So I think as soon as Martinez came in, all of a sudden, our most consistent player of the last two seasons is now the one that's weak. I just think that's wrong, personally. I I was sitting in uh, my local with uh, a a Premier League coach, um, or part of a coaching (laughs) team, um, and he was... Highlights, mate. Highlights, mate. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not saying who. Um, but he, he, he... I was sitting with him and he goes, he says, for Christ's sake, Ferg, Leno should have got up for that. Do you not think Leno should have got up? Yeah, no, I do. I do. I Listen, I, I, I can't... I can't solely blame one Leno person. Slips. I can't solely blame one person like Harry, but uh, for me, Bellerin for allowing him to cut in. If there was the one person to point at for the what one who made the biggest mistake, for me, Bellerin, before he's even allowed him to cut in, he's all over the place, doesn't know where Foden is, out of position yet again. And yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan of his performances. I actually quite like Bellerin, um, to be fair. I just don't think his performances have been up for grabs for, for quite some time now. And I think that he's getting away with, with it a lot. When we've got Mate and Niles there, it's not like we haven't mm. got anybody else, is it? Do you know what I mean? No, if we've no, got no, no one he... and we're just playing him, it's fair enough. But I think yeah. Maitland-Niles needs a, needs a chance now. Um, Trev, briefly, uh, you said he slipped. Um, yeah, he did, he, he did lose his footing slightly, but I think still he could have made a bit more effort. Very, very briefly, because I want to get to Harry as well, um, and then we'll carry on with the rest oh, of it. Sorry, Fergus. I'll, I'll, I'll give Burn Leno a corner and tell him to put six-inch nails in his boots then, eh? <laughs> Come on, man. He slipped. The poor fella slipped. He, he, he shouldn't have parried it in the first place. We know that, right? He could have done better with a parry. And, but but he, he didn't get up because he slipped over. And, he, and I think you're being a bit harsh on him. Um, he's, 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 he's been our best player over the last two or three seasons. You and, uh, on. He's um, Who has? You have. Man. You're talking rubbish, Fergus. Trev, yeah, I'm with rubbish, you, man. Son. Keep going, Trev. I'm with you, bro. Yeah, it's uh, oh, well, I've, I've got the on with you as well, Potsy, because <laughs> Bellerin wasn't Bellerin wasn't as bad as you may as you may make out as well. And and so you put yourself right actually, and you, when you said that 
Man City, they may have got hammered a couple of weeks ago, but basically they're a cracking side and they're going to create chances. They created one chance and they took it. We could have defended it better and maybe cut it out if we'd have gone in a different direction, but we didn't. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm down about one thing about that game, the results. The results. That's, yeah, that's, that's all. Right. Harry, yeah, um, again, conscious of time, your, the last question I'll ask you is Mike Addison in the comments uh, says uh, a question. Um, William and Pepe have taken a lot of stick for the performances. Why is Aubameyang getting away with very lazy performances? Simple. Credit in the bank. Um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has credit in the bank because for season he's been scoring goals you know, with with a great regularity for this Arsenal side. Nicolas Pepe come in for a massive transfer fee, hasn't really lived up to the billing. That's not to say that I don't think he can go on and, and become a very good player for us, but he's not quite there yet. Willian, I think that signing just split opinion when it was made. Uh, there were Arsenal fans out there saying, why have we given this guy a three-year contract? And, and why have we sort of committed so much of our wage budget towards this guy? So, look, I agree. Willian, I think, since the game at Fulham has been has been I wouldn't say a disaster but he's been non-existent and it made it even more strange as to why Mikel Arteta thought he could do a job through the middle the other day Nicolas Pepe though you know I I think he's shown signs but Aubameyang listen Aubameyang hasn't scored in a couple of games and all of a sudden you know he's it's a lazy he never did anything off of the ball in the first place so it's like when people get onto Mesut Ozil and say he doesn't track back well that's yeah, not what you definitely. get from him. That's not what you get from these players, is it? They're, they're, they're players that you build a team up and you have you slot them in and you know what you're going to get. And that certainly isn't one of the things you're going to get from, from someone like Aubameyang. So don't expect it. You won't be disappointed. Um, I suppose final thing to say uh, on, on this game, we'll carry on um, shortly just finishing it off. But um, you're man of the match? Oh, my man of the match. It's got to be Bukayo Saka. Um, Chaka, from an right? Arsenal perspective, no, not, <laughs> not, not on this occasion, Dan. Not on this occasion. Um, no, it's, I it's got to be... give it to Ozil from the way we were talking before this. <laughs> we went live. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be, uh, it's got to be Bukayo Saka for me. Not just because of sort of what he actually did on the ball, but it's the maturity that he has to play in this kind of hybrid midfield slash left wing back role that Mikel Arteta keeps asking him to play. And I think it's a very difficult role, one that requires a lot of football and intelligence. And you're looking at a young kid who only really broke through last season, has come in the team and looks like he's been playing it for years. I think he's probably the most, of all the youngsters that we look at at Arsenal, you can't deny he's the most talented. He's the most um, advanced in his progression. And and he was great again uh, at the weekend. And um, we lost three points. Did we lose dignity? No, not at all. There's no shame in going and losing to, to Manchester City. Um, you know, I, I was doing a pre-match thing and we hadn't got a point against them in the last five. And there was three nils, two nils, four nils. No, we did. We definitely didn't lose dignity. I thought. I thought we gave a good account of ourselves, but there is still work to be done, and I think we we all knew that before that game. Okay, Harry, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Thank you, and hopefully we'll have you on for longer next time. I know you're really busy doing some other stuff. Uh, you're doing stuff in America on Champions League, but that's uh, that's good. Hopefully next time we'll have you on for a little bit longer. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And uh, if you want to check out Harry. Look behind him, Chronicles of a Gooner. 
um, and Harry Simiu on Twitter. Thank you, mate. Thank you, thank you so much, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Harry. Cheers. Take care, mate. Thank you, Harry. Take care, mate. Uh, guys, I'll ask you the same question as well, and then we'll have Mem join us shortly as well. Uh, your man of the match on that game. Uh, Dan, go first. Nah, listen, it's Bukayo Saka, isn't it? He was the one for me that I thought outshot. And it's embarrassing. And isn't it a shame that we've got a 19-year-old that keep, keeps on churning these performances? Uh, and we have a 32-year-old that can't do anything near it at the moment in Willian. We have a player who's just signed a contract for us that's getting a lot of stick, which I'm not quite sure is perhaps um, worthy of that. But I think that it, the question's got to be asked at the moment of our uh, lack of creativity. Because in transition, we're poor. We hope party can improve that. We think the 4 3 3 is probably going to happen with Chaka Sabayas and party over the coming weeks. So let's see what happens there. But for me, Bakayu Saka, 100%, mate. And if it wasn't for Edison, then he would have scored. So, you know, great, great save from Edison. Great uh, one, two with Aubameyang and should have been in the net. But listen, he gets the man of the match for me, 100% Saka. Trev, to finish up on this game, I assume you're going Saka, just a yes, no on that no. one, unless you want to say no. something differently. No. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going for uh, Bellerin. Right. <laughs> only because <only>, <laughs> I want to see no, Dan's no. face. No. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it was, uh, obviously, it was Saka for me. Obviously, it was yeah. Saka for me. You, I've, got to, I've got to go back to the Alabama Young thing because um, – he has had a couple of poor games, but if you look at his performance, if you study his performance since he's been at Arsenal, he's not the hardest working player for a full 90 minutes. He'll go in bursts and then he'll drift a bit and then he'll go in bursts. But what he does do, he pops up and he scores a goal and we all forget about that, you know? And in the last couple of games, he's not scored goals. So Harry was exactly right. He has got a bit of a life. He is, he's been our talisman and uh, we bear with him because he'll be back scoring goals again soon. And I honestly think Dan mentioned the, the interchange from between our defence to midfield to forwards. That is what cost us the game against Manchester City. It wasn't our bad defending. It, I'll accept it was probably bad defending that we gave the goal away. But what cost us the game was our transition. We didn't transition well. Willian didn't work up front. And we need party in the side to start badly. Um, and I think we'll, we'll be all right. You know, don't get on a down about it. You know, be positive. Let's, so, there's so, lots to take out of the game. So um, the question I asked uh, Harry at, when he finally went was, we lost three points. Um, yeah, we did lose. But did, did, did we lose dignity? Or are you proud of the performance? Can you take positives out of that performance? Are you asking me? Sorry, Dan. Of course we didn't lose dignity, boys. We didn't lose dignity. We're the Arsenal. We're always dignified. We we played okay. We didn't play badly. We played okay. And okay isn't good enough against Manchester City. You have to play really well to beat Manchester City. And, and I look at that game and I think, on another day, we're going to play. We, we're going to beat Man City with a lot of not a lot of changes so yeah of course we, we didn't lose dignity that's a massive statement actually fergus i'm not sure i'm happy about it pal no 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 no, no. 
no, what I'm, I'm what I'm trying to find out is this: Are people proud of the performance? And and that was just the the, the idea, the the question. I'm, I'm I don't think we lost dignity. I thought we played quite well. We I said I think we played within ourselves. I think we could have played better. I think we could have been a bit more progressive and attacking. But I think we we, we were more reserved than we are when we played City, Chelsea. Uh, Liverpool in 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 some of the games than 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 we did normally. But been, been to Anfield and the Etihad, and we haven't got embarrassed. And it's been fives and sixes the last few years, boys. So yeah. I'll take that as a positive Absolutely. as far as I'm concerned. I, listen, well said, I, I, I didn't ex- I didn't expect two nil wins and three one wins like people were predicting. I went for I went for a loss at Liverpool and I went for a one one draw on Saturday. And do you know what? I'll take the the, the kind of narrow losses because we were in the game on both occasions. And I can't say that past the 70th minute of the last five seasons that we've ever hmm. been in the game in those matches. So of course we'd have to, we'd have to take positives from it. hundred percent. Welcome. Welcoming uh, to the show. Uh, Mem. Mem is back in from, well, you're deep in swamp land, aren't you? What was that like <laughs> down there? On, what, what, what was that down uh, like there? Like um, on Saturday, uh, Sunday, was it um, when, uh, when 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 Lanzini put the ball on the back of it, I bet there was a lot of crying faces around, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, I, we're going to bring you in now. We've done the City game. We're going to go into look at some of the other topics that we've got. Welcome to the show, mate. Uh, we're going to look at the Europa League. Um, we're going to look at some of our opposition. We're going to look at the 25-man squad that... Um, the 25-man squad that has been named. Uh, we're going to touch on what um, Trev was talking about with uh, the Europa, uh, European Premier League that you've done that thing with um, Kevin Campbell on, uh, and just generally that. Um, looking forward to the game tomorrow night? Um, yeah. Ben? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me okay, first of all? Absolutely. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I'm always looking forward to watch the guys play, Ferg. Always, as you know. Um, it's it's a it's a highlight, mate. It's a big highlight. Yeah, um, bit of an odd kickoff time again. It's 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 um, you're right, Trev. How you doing? Good show, guys. Yeah, oh, that good Harry's good, time. guys. By the way, Fergus, Harry, very good. Talks um talks a lot of sense, doesn't he? Yeah, very good guy. Does it for a living? So yeah, he he is very mm. good. He is very good. So yeah, really good. Uh, so you're you're looking forward to the game against Rapid Vienna tomorrow? Yes, it's a five to six kickoff they've done this six o'clocks and eight o'clock sort of thing they're doing it with the champions league and the europa league just so they can get more on in the two days um rapid vienna is an austrian football club if people didn't know yeah so they probably do Uh, it's based in in vienna the capital city uh it's won the most austrian championship titles with 32 and including uh, the first one was in 1911, 1912. And they're also German champions when they were occupied or they were annexed by uh, the Germans in 1941. Uh, they've reached the final of the European Cup Winners' Cup in 85 and 96, but lost on both occasions. The last time Arsenal played a Vienna side or Viennese side was Austria Vienna. Uh, which uh, Trevor will probably remember, 1991, September 1991. We beat them 6-1 in uh, Highbury and lost uh, 1-0 uh, in Vienna. But that's their, that's probably their equivalent to their West Ham or their Spurs or whatever is their opposing side. But it's the last time we've we played in Vienna. Um, what are you expecting from tonight's game, Trev? 
Tomorrow. I take it you mean tomorrow's game. Yeah, well, yeah. I, Fergus, listen, you know, in all seriousness for a minute, I'm on a right downer because where should I be now? Where should I be doing this podcast from? I should be it's drunk not, trying to do it on yeah. <laughs> somewhere in Vienna. You know what I mean? So I, I'm on a downer because I ate, I ate not being. This is the worst one for me yet. The first European away and I can't I'm, I, it's, I'm, I'm gutted. Gutted is an understatement. So I've not, do you know what? I've honestly not paid much attention to it. We should really get through quite comfortably, shouldn't we? It'd be, it'd be, oh, please don't let me put a kiss of death on us there. I'd be interested to see what squad, he, what, what squad he puts out. I think he'll play, I'm hoping he'll play party from the start, get him a bit of game time. And uh, wouldn't surprise me if we don't see that new keeper start, Fergus, as well. It's, uh, it's got to happen at some time and it could well happen tomorrow night, mate. But uh mm. Hopefully we'll we'll get a decent result to kick off a, another good European campaign, mate. You, you did look. This is the road to, to Gdansk, where the final is, and I know we even didn't didn't we have rooms booked in Gdansk? I know was what no it was Gdansk last year, wasn't it? Gdansk was last was oh, I need to last change, year. I need to but change it, the title of this podcast, then, don't I? It's Lisbon, I think, this year, isn't it? I don't know, mate. But Gdansk should have been last year because we had travel booked and then we had to rapidly yeah. cancel it. <laughs> but we got Rapid Vienna, we got Mould, which are a Norwegian side, and the one that's hurting me the boat the most is um, Dundalk. I would have absolutely... <laughs> Trev, could you imagine... Uh, men, we might even dragged you out of Chingford and brought you over there, honestly. you <laughs> 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 yeah. imagine us lot in Dundalk on pints of the dirty black stuff and singing Arsenal songs. It would be absolutely fantastic. And it just it just makes me so sad to think that we, we're probably not going to be able to do that this side of Christmas. Um, what's, 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 Dan, what's your overall thoughts on this road to the final and I'll, I'll change the name of the podcast afterwards uh our best chance of getting in the champions league mate 100 percent. you know everyone talks about us getting third or fourth quite comfortably this season i disagree i think it's going to be a very very different season i think we've seen already some of the crazy results i think it's going to be very difficult for that but i think the europa league is something we can 100 win i look at napoli i look at spurs i look at ac milan and i think I'd, I'd fancy us against those teams. And they're the ones that are really in it, that are uh, looking at, to win it. I think that the teams that drop down from the Champions League will be our biggest threats. Um, but apart from that, I, I fancy us to go all the way. I think the team tomorrow night will be interesting enough. But I want to want to see, I was speaking to Manny about this actually yesterday. And we were saying, I just want to see a solution. We can all see what's wrong as fans. Surely Arteta can see what's wrong with his side at the moment. And it's lacking creativity. Now, what that means is, does he now play 4-3-3 and try Sabayos more further forward? Does he try Party Chaka and Smith Rowe? Does he give Willian or Pepe a number 10 role? We need to do something to give us creativity in midfield. So that's what I'm looking at tomorrow. And I would like to see Smith Rowe. I would, because I don't think he's been given the opportunity like some of the others have just yet, because obviously he was given his loan move at Huddersfield last season, proved himself there to be a very good player. They loved him. They wanted him for another year. But Arteta said, no, I'm going to look to try and get this guy moulded in this season. Now, I would personally rather see him be forced into this side than Joe Willock because we've seen what Joe Willock can and can't do. I think Smith Rowe is going to be an interesting one for what he can bring to this side. And I expect to see him in and around the team tomorrow night. And I think that will be interesting. I think he'll be mixed. You know, I expect Lacazette to start. I expect Party to start. I think Maitland-Niles will be given a run. I think Cedric will probably play. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the back. 
because, you know, we've now got no holding. Some of the other players injured. It looks to me as if we've only got Gabriel and Luiz and Mustafi back in training. I don't know what's going on with Saliba, whether he'll play or not. I don't think he's been registered from what I hear, but that may be changed by now. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to be a mix um, tomorrow night, but I really fancy our chances in this competition. And if you said to me now, do you think we've got more chance of winning the Europa League or getting in the top four? I would say we've got more chance of winning the Europa League. So I'll be putting really? my hands in that basket. Yeah, I would. Really? I would. Yeah, I believe so. I think we've, we're, we're more of a cup side, Fergus. We've proven that. Um, in the league, I think we're gonna we're gonna slip up. Uh, I've said we're gonna come fifth. I still stand by it. Um, <clears throat> I think we'll just miss out on top four. So we need to win the Europa League, mate. So I'm going for that. I still think there's there's teams that all finish above us. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. Listen, I hope we pull it together and we go on a great run. Leicester and Man United will prove where we're at. If we don't take six points there, I'll stick with fifth. That's fair comment. That's fair comment. Go on, Trev. The way the league's going at the minute, right? The way the league is going at the minute, taking results up to now, there's 10 teams in the Premier League that could win it at the minute. Absolutely. It's, it's Absolutely. That, it's that That's what I'm saying. It's a, totally it's with a funny old season. It, it, we could finish 10th and not be embarrassed this season. It's, 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 it's like nothing we've ever seen before, you know? Um, as for the Europa League, Dan, you mentioned Smith Rowe, and whenever I've seen Smith Rowe, I've been fortunate enough to see him two or three times live. He's looked a big, strong lad. He's looked an handful, you know, and I'd love to see him get a chance, mate. I agree. Absolutely agree. Um, let's just hope we're sensible and let's hope. But if we're going to play a four at the back, if we're going to play a four, three, three, I would love to see Luis moved up the field into the three rather than in the four. Because I think he's, he has got a passing. Who, who's to, your um, four then? Who's your four at the improve. back? Our four, well, it, for, at the moment, it would be Tierney, Bellerin, uh, Gabriel and uh, oh, and whoever else, you know, um, what's his name? Mustafi, if we have to. No, but if we're going to play a four, we, we don't want Louise in a four. He's not back in training yet. He's not ready yet. So right. you'd have to put Vlasniak in alongside Gabriel, I suppose, or... Or Saliba. Saliba's or Saliba. not named in our squad. We can't right. play Saliba. He don't have to be, does he? He's under 21, isn't he? No, you, you have to name your your twenty five for Europe. Uh, the Europe League, I think. Over oh, really? League. I think I'm you're right. Confused, I think you're right. I think you're right, Trev. But for this game, I don't think we've got the option of pushing Lewis forward because we haven't got anybody else at the back. No. Yeah, but as, no. as, as Harry's Harry hit the nail on the head earlier, he, the nail, he, he got me thinking actually in in that Lewis is all right while he's facing up the field, but if you turn him. That's when you see his massive mistakes. When he when he has to turn and face his own goal, that's when you see his massive mistakes. And those mistakes in a four at the back. He can only play in a three, Luis. If you play in a four, I, I yeah. wouldn't play him. And I think um, Arteta agrees because Holding actually started the other day and Luis was dropped in a back four, but he had to come in because Holding got the knock. So if it if we were playing four at the back, I actually think if everyone's fit, he'll go with Holding and Gabriel. That's what I think he'll He's do. And then he'll bring in. Yeah. No, he's out. He's out. Yeah. I don't know Holding. I don't mind holding. I don't mind holding. Every time holding old. seems to be getting up ahead of steam, he, he just um he just gets an injury, gets puts him out. Same uh, as Callum Chambers. Off. Exactly the same as Callum yeah. Chambers. Yeah, yeah, he was doing okay for a period last year, and yeah, unfortunately, um, he's been out a long time. But um, I wouldn't yeah. go as far as saying I think the Europa League's a better bet for us this season in terms of Champions League qualifications. I agree with most of what everything you guys have said this evening. Um, but, but a point that I'll pick up on what you both made, really, it's such a topsy-turvy season. I think 
I mean, everything just seems long and hard in every aspect of life right now. Why should football be any different? Um, it's, uh, it's There's a lot of surprises, I think, that are going to be thrown up this year because it's, it's unlike any other any other year I can remember. And I honestly think it's really open. And for that, for those reasons alone, I think whoever puts it together consistently enough um, can get into that top four. And I, and I think we're very much one of the contenders for it. Um, the Europa League, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit of a lottery because it does really depend on who drops out of the Champions League mm. qualities, doesn't it? And you can get some really, really tough teams in that as, as, yeah, as, as we've known through um, past experiences. But, um, does I, it not I, worry, does it not worry you, Mem? Go on. Does it not worry you, though, Mem, that we're talking about, oh, we don't want anyone to drop in the Champions League, but we want to be in that Champions League. So are we saying that this team gets in the Champions League we'll win now and then we go straight out of the group stage because but we no, are good enough I'm, to beat the ones no, no, that no, come no, 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 from the group stage? I'm trying That's to get at, right? You touched on a point about we're, we're a cup team. I think we're trying to get away from being a cup team, yeah? And, so, and for yeah. me, the league is... For me, first and foremost, it's the Premier League, yeah. Um, as I'm sure it is the case with all of you guys too. I, I, I just think because it, uh, mate, it's it's like they got beat seven something last week, and then the following week it's a different result. It's, there's a lot of it's going to be a topsy turvy season, and I think still the fact that the fans are not there is making such a difference to so many so many games and so many outcomes. I mean, just to very touch on it very briefly. There's no way Pickford stays on the pitch last week with with with, with Goodison Park full. No way, in my opinion. No, no I agree. No I agree. way does he get away with that challenge last week on Virgil Van Dyke. If there's fans in the stadium, can you imagine the noise and the uproar at that moment? So I, I don't think I don't think that we can we can emphasise the lack of fans enough for the results that we're going to get throughout the whole year. Um, for that reason, I think we've got every target getting in. Agreed. Go on. Make a note of what make a note of what Mem said there about Pickford, will you? When we've spoken about this a bit later on, come back to it. I've I've, I've got some interesting thoughts on that, mate. For me, anyway, you might find them boring, but I find them interesting. Pro probably, <laughs> but you know, we humour you. That's you know, it's age concern and all that that stuff. Uh, on Mustafi, Mustafi's available for selection. On Mari, people are asking in the chat about Mari. Aiming to be back in full training within the next ten days. What's he done, by the way? Christ, June he got injured. Now he's been coming into November. He's still. That's a hell of a hamstring strain, isn't it? Jesus no, Christ! Left or ankle, ankle wherever it was. Mary, left ankle, significant sprain, ligament joints. That's a significant um, sprain, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, sounds more like a ruptured Achilles to me. Uh, or, or else there might be more. He might be struggling settling in or something like that. The, 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 you know, but this, 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 the, there might be other stuff. You never, you never know. Um, listen, uh, we talked about fans, and if fans were at Goodison, would uh, Pickford have stayed on the pitch? If fans were in uh, White Hart Lane on um, Sunday when they were three nil up and Bale warming up, would West Ham have just collapsed and like most teams do when they're three nil? Uh, down quite possibly, but Rapid Vienna are allowing 3,000 fans into the stadium on Thursday evening. Um, you know, that, that's going to that's gonna give a slight advantage, and they're not going to have that advantage when it comes back at, uh, at the Emirates. Uh, Dan, do you want to come in on this one? 
Mm. I personally look at the fan situation and it frustrates me because I am a little bit do it or do it properly or don't do it at all. And I know that we've got to start to get fans back into the stadium somehow. But unless I'm going to be there in a full stadium, then I'm not so sure I'm too fussed about going, if I'm honest. And it's the situation when we did go into this ballot and it was looking like we could have potentially gone back. The only reason I went in was because my dad wanted to, if I'm honest. And if he would have turned around and said, I'm not bothered, I wouldn't have bothered either. You know, because I, I, the ballot. I, the was in the ballot. Exactly. But then we probably wouldn't have been able to sit with each other, mate, if we were successful. No. So, you know, I mean, I, I I don't really want to be going. I know this sounds silly to say, but I'm not really interested in, in going with me, Dad, unless you boys are there, because you're half the reason we go in terms of the start and the finish of the game. Yeah. So I yeah. don't actually really think that it's going to make any difference to my experience at all um, from watching it at home. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too into it. But personally, that that until we're all around back in, I don't really fancy it, if I'm honest. Right. Um, Keith in the chat has put up this potential lineup. Shout out to Keith, by the way. Uh, Renarison, um, Maitland Niles, Kalasniak, Gabriel, and Suarez. Is Cedric fit? Yeah, he is fit. Actually, that's a good shout. Party has to start. El Nenny, I think they might actually run out Shaka, in my own view. Uh, Nelson, Smithrow, uh, Pepe, and Nketiah. Anybody see any Kalasanak? No, Kalasanak, not a centre back. Please, Keith, no man. Oh, it's got to be Louis. Louis is better than Kalasanak. Sorry, oh my god. Yeah, and no. you no. Coin that. Yeah, no. coin, and you go with four on there. It's 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 it depends on 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 how. Arteta's going to take this competition, doesn't he? I think that if he wants to win it, the side will be slightly stronger than that. We'll see, we'll see Laka or, or or maybe even Albert start because Albert could do with a goal. Um, and if he's taking it seriously and he don't want to lose the game, he'll, he'll stick Leno in goal. But uh, that could well be the side. He may well not be far out there with that. Score predictions, guys. What do we think? And then we'll get on to the the, the, the more pressing things then. Um, Trev, you go first. What do you think your score prediction is tomorrow? Do we keep it clean sheet? For, for tomorrow, I'd like, I reckon we'll nick a 1-0. Let's go a 1-0 to the Arsenal. Ooh. Mem, what are you uh, for? Yeah, I haven't really given it a great deal of thought, but I, I think a narrow win, yeah, 1-0, 2-1. Yeah, I don't think there'll be many goals. Okay. Dan? I think we'll concede because uh, we've got issues with personnel. So uh, I think we'll concede, but I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. Um, I think we, even with our um, lesser players, I'm unsure about the keeper, if that is the, the Icelandic keeper in goal. I'm unsure what he's like. Um, and if Klasniak does play, that worries me a little bit as well. But I think against the opposition that we're playing, I think... In, and and, and we're, we're apparently favourites to win this competition. Um, I think we should be winning it three nil. So, and 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 winning the group as well overall. So, and I don't think anybody else would we think don't win that group. Oh, that's worrying. Precisely. Um, right. So uh, the twenty-five man squad was named, um, and that is the squad there. So we got Suarez. 
Um, we've got Abamyang. Might have to use the screen. Yeah, I have to use the last screen along the along it for to blow it up a bit. So people. I'll tell you what. Uh, if That's you want one. me to read that, I've got to go and get me magnifying glass to uh, my glasses. <laughs> That's better. Thank you, NBC Sports. Um, so the little ones at Asterix are, are homegrown. So we got Cedric, we got Suarez, Abamyang, um, uh, Bellerin, William. Uh, you can see them all on there. But you know what? There's a couple that aren't on there. There is no Saliba, which all puzzled us all. And uh, there is no Mesut Ozil. And the reason we got rid of Harry early on is we would not get a word in if we continued talking about Mesut Ozil while while Harry was on, on the stream. Oh, I am only joking if you listen back, mate. Um, but, uh, yeah. So what, what do we make of, the, of that squad? Do you think it's a, a strong squad? Is, is it a... I know where you are, Dan. You don't think it's good enough to challenge for Champions League spots. Mem, do you think we're good enough with that squad to challenge for Champions League football? Uh, I think we're good enough because of the guy that's, uh, at, you know, that's steering us because of Mikel Arteta's, um, you know, decision-making, management skills, everything. I think that, that, you know, and the improvements that I've seen and the improvements that I believe will are still yet to come. Um, there's still a lot to come from this team. There's still a lot. Of, I've said it to you um, on a number of occasions, Ferg. Uh, you know, the, the group of players that we got at the moment, the group of players that we had last year, and not necessarily the group of players that are going to take us as fans to where we want to see our team go. Yeah. Um, he, he's only had one transfer window. He does still need more time. The squad, it, it's, it's improving. It's an improving squad. And I believe because of the topsy-turvy nature of this unusual season, um, it stands a fighting chance, more than a fighting chance of getting into the top four. Yeah, it's not, it's it's not, it's not a bad, look with players like Kalasinac and Mustafi in there. No, no way. They've more than had their opportunities to nail down um, positions in this team. Um, but it's the best that we, it's the best that we've got, and it's the best that Mikel um, believes that we have at the moment. So, and and the fact that um, that that uh, <laughs> Ozil's not in it, yeah, it, it made me chuckle today. Yeah, you, you're not a fan, are you, Trev? Look at Trev. Look at Trev's jumping at the bit. <laughs> it's not that I'm not a fan, mate. It's just that I hate to see. Um, I just think he's such a waste because he is a seriously talented fella. Okay. I'm not doubting it. I'm not questioning the man's ability. It's just his attitude, his application, and everything else around him, or what he, whatever he's surrounded himself with, and the things that he's got embroiled with in the past few years. It's just dragged him down, and it's done now. It's finished, and I, it just it did make me laugh because I, I would have been really upset if he actually had he having omitted him from the um, um, Europa League squad. Yeah, to then put him in the Premier League squad, nah, that wouldn't have worked for me. So, uh, 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 yeah, it was it was just like a knowing little chuckle for me. So, it's an improving squad. Trev, since we're talking about Ozil, um, and I know you were chuckling at Mem because uh, uh, you've had uh, some private <laughs> chats and stuff about it in, in our group. Um, did you see his uh, statement about that? You know, he's given his all to Arsenal and everything else. What were you, what was your your, your thoughts on that statement, Fergus? I did see the statement, and I've just watched. I've just read it again, actually, as Mem's been talking because Mem's now Mem's absolutely nailed it there. Um, 
you know, the fact of the matter is, in my opinion, my opinion, because everybody's given opinion, so this is my opinion, the fact of the matter is, Ozil hasn't been good enough. He hasn't been playing well enough for the Arsenal. And he's not been worthy of a place, in my view. You know, he talks He talks in his statement today about he's shown loyalty to the club and he remained silent because he thought that he was going to get in the squad. Well, you know, if you look back over the last few seasons, how many times have we travelled to an away game with big expectations and when we've got to the ground, we've heard, oh, Mesut Ozil hasn't travelled because he's poorly or he's not travelled because he's ill. You know, and I, I don't like getting... You know me, boys. You know me. And, and shoot me down if you want, but it's very rarely I get personal about players. But I've still not forgiven him for, for, for Baku. I've still not forgiven Ozil for Baku, the way he traipsed around that field and didn't put any effort in. You know, and... There's, there's definitely something more behind the scenes. There's definitely something more behind the scenes. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't know what it is. But looking at what we've seen as fans from Mesut Ozil, in my view, he's not been good enough to warrant a place. He's not played well enough. We've got better options. You know, that's how I see it. So, and Mem's exactly right. Move on. The end of this, looking at the, the squad in general, the end of this season is massive, isn't it? Because a lot of them people that Dan talked about that are not good enough to play for the Arsenal. We're stuck with, aren't we? But contracts run out at the end of this season, don't they? Dan, Fergus, Mem, you probably know more than me. So it's, there's going to be a massive change. Maybe not in January. I'd be happy if we just secured one more one more constructive midfielder in January would do for me. But at the end of this season, the, the wage bill gets very much lighter, very much lighter, you know? And I would imagine and I would hope that that will open up all sorts of avenues to us in the transfer market. Um, I, I don't know if you... Whose contracts do run out, boys? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Klasniak, Ozil's... Uh, Socrates and Mustafi. Yeah. And, Lu and Luis. <coughs> yeah. There you go. That's, that's like... That's nearly... That, that must be nearly a million pound a month, is it? Easy. Yeah. Listen, listen. You know. it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they call. Uh, it, 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 I, I know loads of people going about uh, Ozil, and I don't want to carry on with Ozil, but on about his three fifty a week, fantastic. He's negotiated that. If you any of us get a job, and we negotiate that way. So that's brilliant. Good on you. But if you're doing a job, you do a job right. And I don't think he's he, he's he's able to do the job that we're asking of him in the style that um, Arteta and the team that he's trying to build. It's not built for an Ozil, and I don't think he really suits the Premier League myself. Um, look, the, the, the squad is the squad uh, till January. Yes, we can change that squad in January. Uh, I think both in the Premier League and the uh, Europa League, uh, we can change the squad. What do you make of the squad overall, Dan? Well, listen, if Cronky wants to give us money, then we will add to it in January. But if he doesn't, then we've not got any money to add to it because we who, proved who, that. Who do you want to see to be added? <clears throat> I wanted Osamoa in the summer. I did. I think he's given you us did a did chance. you, Dan? I've never heard you say that, son. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted I wanted him badly. Um because I think we need him. We need a creative midfielder, but we also need a centre half. And I didn't believe we needed a centre half until I realised Saliba was not going to be given the chance. So now we're a centre half and a creative midfielder away from top four, in my but opinion. We can sign us we can sign Saliba effectively in January and put him in the squad. 
Well, that's what we need to try. I don't know what's going on with Saliba. No idea. Thirty million pounds, and he's not apparently better than he holding. Lost, I mean, it's he, poor. He lost, mum, he lost his mum about three, four weeks ago, and maybe it's messed with his they head. Go a bit. back to France for a few weeks in and come back when you're ready. Don't They've just not that. be registered and not come not come into the whole season. Like hopefully in January he gets given the chance. I mean, they were obviously trying to loan him back out to France, weren't they? But if that was the case, then why did they make him miss the France the French Cup final and then come back and play against Milton Keynes Dons and then go, actually, do you want to come back now and play? I think that's harsh personally. Mm. So I don't know what's going on there. I think with Saliba it's a poor decision. But listen, we're we are, in my opinion. And Upper Mokano and Hossam are away from cementing top four. And then I still feel we need a, a Klosterman at right back and a Domatroya at right wing and an Eduard up front to replace Lacazette. Because for me, I think there you then got yourself a title winning side. So we're a few windows away from that. We just got to be realistic with it. And I think we're going in the right direction. So I can be positive to say that we'll challenge for top four, but I think we'll just miss out this season personally. But listen, I hope I'm wrong. Of course, we need Champions League football. We need it. And Champions Daniel, League football is the ultimate aim, but it would seem UEFA's ultimate aim, or even FIFA to a certain degree, because they're looking at a world league. Um, but uh, uh, UEFA's ultimate um, aim is to scrap the two European competitions and create uh, a European Premier League. Trev, you spoke with Kevin Campbell briefly for about 15, 20 minutes yesterday on the breaking news. Uh, you weren't. Well, you were mixed about it, weren't you? Well, I, I, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was so much mixed, Fergus. Although it could be interpreted that way. What I was saying was that we don't know what the proposition is going to be. All, all we're doing at the moment is we're assuming, we're guessing, we're you know, we're thinking what might go on, and we're we're coming up with different scenarios that might happen. Um, give it lots of thought, you know. And, Anything could happen, Fergus. Will they do away with both the European leagues? I don't think so now. I think that we might lose the Champions League, but we'd still have a Europa League for them teams that are not playing in the in the European League. You know, um, there's so much. I don't know how much you want me to expand, mate. I've got, you know, there's loads of stuff going around in my head. You know, a European League. If they'd have no promotional relegation, right, to a European League. That's possibly another scenario. Would you really want to play the same teams every season? 17 games, the same teams. No thought of anyone coming up and, and making a difference to the league. And, and you've got to remember, a lot of these big clubs, they're owned by Americans, you know. Where does this end? Are we going to end up with a European league where you get like half-hour, half-time breaks and, and, and time-out advert breaks during the game so they can I, make I, a I bit more money? Because it's I all about money. I don't. I, I agree, but I don't think they'll change the overall structure of the game um, in the sense of uh, that they, they would put half-hour advert breaks and stuff like that and quarters and this, that and the other. Um, my, my, my two concerns, and Dan, you can come in on this one. Um, my two concerns are... Um, does it mean if you if you enter into this so-called Premier European Premier League, do you then drop out of the English or your local uh, top division? Um, and then does that mean that we're you know away to Barcelona this week, we're home to Bayern Munich next week, we're away to Juventus the week after? Uh, there's no there's no rivalry like when Burnley away. What a day, you know. That's what football's about. It's 
some, I know that we don't have a rivalry with Burnley, but if we're playing West Ham, Chelsea, one of the London sides, Liverpool, Man United, Man, well, less so Man City because they're like fake team. But you, you, you know what I mean? We, we lose all that from football then. It's like a bad dream, isn't it? We can't go to games yeah. at the moment. We're looking at VAR. We're looking at officials that are making mistakes. We don't understand the rules. None of us are allowed to go inside the games. They're scrapping FA Cup replays, so therefore Farnborough will never get the chance to get a replay at Old Trafford. And now they're talking about this. What's going on? This is supposed to be the beautiful game. Why, why are they changing all this stuff? Why? Because of money. That is the only reason that all of this is being discussed. Bollocks to the fans. Bollocks to anything else. Let's make another billion out of it. And... I misunderstood it yesterday. I had a long day at work. I come in, I spoke to Harry about it and I understood it as we were no longer going to have a Premier League. We were just going to be put into a European League and we would count in it because of our history and we'd be playing Juventus, then PSG, then Barca as opposed to Burnley, Leicester and Everton. I've been told that's not the case, that the Premier League will remain, but this will basically just um, replace the Champions League and Europa League. And I'm not for that. I like the way that Europe works. I like the fact that, you know, Trev goes to um, Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan at times, you know, and enjoys his away trips there. I like the fact that he goes over to Baku and like, let's hope there's not a repeat of that result. But they're going over there was a great experience. We see him come on podcasts and he's in Portugal drunk, you know. All of that stuff is because of the European games and the Champions League games that we see. This system is working. The format works. Why are we changing it now? It's all to try and dramatise it and make more money out of it. And I think it's wrong because the smaller clubs that are getting the chance of playing in Europe will have no no longer chance of that from what I'm making out. Can it's I, all about I, the I'll, elite teams. I don't know a great deal about this because I don't oh, Yeah, I just ain't got the time of late. But where is this actually coming from? Where, do, where does this stem from? Is it a European UEFA, FIFA? Is it a UEFA thing? UEFA. UEFA. UEFA in conjunction with the Premier League? And now, in conjunction with Man United and Liverpool, who are pushing yeah, it, which are yeah. the Premier League, apparently, <laughs> which, which which both have American owners, and guess what we've got? About, American owner. So what you've all said is it's just about it's just about a euro and a pound note, isn't it? At the end of the day, I think I said a few weeks ago. Um, I think I personally think we've got the best, greatest football league in the world in this country. I honestly do. I really do believe that. Um, we we you know we get such an assortment of results and any team on any one given day can do you and turn you over where in the world what other league ha what other league in europe has that and is it maybe is it, is it maybe they want us maybe they want a bit of that maybe they want a little bit of that in there i, I don't know but ultimately it's about yeah it's just about the dinar isn't it at the end of the day mm. Of course, Fergus, no, I've not finished with this. I've not finished with this. So I'm I was sorry. going to give you a bit in a second about Pickford, but go on and you can go into Pickford. Yeah, listen, <laughs> the boys are exactly right. The, the football is our national game. National. It's a big word, national, you know. And and go European League, the novelty will go. The novelty will go. And, and if... if Who's to say that we will even be one of the teams that gain it at the Arsenal? You know what I mean? Who knows? But I tell you what, if we go, we won't we won't be welcomed back again. If that bubble bursts, if it goes pear shaped, they'll be held to pay. You know, they can have a, a you can have a seven they're saying you can have an eighteen team European League and an eighteen team Premier League eight back here. So that's thirty that that's that's sixty eight games if you stay in both. Without there'll be no cups. 
there'll be no cuts for for the teams so the smaller teams and the non-league system the pyramid will suffer everything will suffer apart from them at the very top that are making millions and millions they're talking about the, the whisper 250 million pound for finishing bottom of yep. a european league 250 million pounds for finishing bottom the world's <laughs> gone bloody barmy the world has gone absolutely barmy you know, kind of summed uh, it up, Trev. you've just summed it up trev the world has gone barmy mate it's 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 about us fans us fans have got no consideration the only power us fans got now we've got no power in stadiums it's been a, you can laugh you tossers but we, we've got no power because the Premier League have shown that they can get by without us. They've proven it. They've proven it. Then we've got no fans in the stadiums. They're still spending 40, 50, 60 million on players. Will the people only power like, our fans got is Trevor, not to buy the product on television. Will, pe will people like me, you, Dan, Mem, uh, Mike, and all the other people that join this uh, this podcast and other podcasts, will we continue to follow and support a sterile league and our club that's involved in there. I I I, I think I'd always be an Arsenal fan, but I I think I'd be just looking at the scores. And Fergus, I, I, we, be... we won't be able to afford to support our team, son. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about the fans. We won't be able to afford to go. There's let me put it this way. There's, Euro anyway, no? there's a European league, right? And, and there's 17 away games in that European league. Let's say 14 of them are in Europe, right? Do you do you not think that as soon as that fixture list is announced at the start of the season, do you not think that the airlines will be thinking, ka-ching, ka-ching, prices through the roof for an airline ticket, one one week of tickets, nine ninety nine. the next ticket is, next week the ticket's 350 quid because there's a game on. It happens now. All us lads that go to European aways, we sit and we watch the draw on the telly, for European aways, and you, we have our you, computer open on a booking page so we can click quickly because otherwise you, we get you look, it's money, you, money, you, money. You were fortunate enough, you were living in Greece at the time at Baku, so you could go via Athens and Germany and everything. It was a, a, a momentous um, trip, you still got there at a reasonable price. But Melina, who was on here, and Nick, uh, Melina and Nick Birch, um, they they. They travelled, but they went via Georgia and various other places to get like taxi journeys, and it was like planes, trains, and automobiles to make it one affordable, and also that was quite inaccessible as a place. Um, do you want to finish up on your point that you wanted to do on Pickford because we've overran again? Funny that. Yeah, I've just seen the time. Yeah, well, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to put a perspective on something, right? Pickford's Pickford's challenge was a poor challenge, but it didn't go to deliberately hurt Van Dyke, right? It came out like old goalkeepers do, spread eagle, trying to stop the ball, and he's come out too hard, he's gone through, and he's gone through for Van Dyke, but he's not meant to hurt him. Now, I don't know how many of you have seen it, um, but early, it's been took off now. I shared it on my Twitter feed earlier this week. There was a short clip off the sky of Harry Kane, and I'm not saying this because I'm an Arsenal fan, of Harry Kane deliberately taking a player out in the air. It was bloody dangerous, let me tell you. He didn't look at the ball, Harry Kane. He's looking over his shoulder. The ball's coming from in front of him. And all he did was watch that player. And as soon as that player jumped for the ball, he ploughed into the bottom half of him and tipped him over and then pretended he'd been fouled. 
in rugby union, that's an instant red card. And I'll tell you why, because I played rugby union, because it's bloody dangerous. You could, you can, you don't just injure people. You kill people tipping them like that if they come down wrong. And as soon as it started getting a bit of airtime, Sky pulled it. It disappeared off of all social media. Sky pulled it. And it was naughty, very naughty, because I'm telling you now, what, what Pickford done was bad. It, it wasn't deliberate. But we see them tackles every week, right? Every week we see people go in too hard and in, unfortunately injure someone. What we don't see every week is what Harry Kane did at the weekend and it needs to be stopped. That needs to be stopped more than anything Pickford done. Rant over, move on, Fergus. No worries, boys. Listen, it's been really, really good, really enjoyable. It was nice actually having Mem come in at one bit and Harry in at the other bit. So that's a, a new thing for, for us to do, having various people come in, coming in and joining us. Uh, we will be back on Sunday because uh, we play Leicester um, at Quarter past seven, I think seven. it is. Seven fifteen. Fifteen quid on box office. Jesus Christ! Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Get yeah. on your computer, everyone. Get them free feeds. Don't pay it. Don't no, not pay, pay it. it. Pay your fifteen quid, but give your fifteen quid to a food bank, or a mental health charity, or a local cat sanctuary, or a dog yeah. sanctuary, or give it to some, some better cause. Fergus, that's admirable comments, my son. Admirable comments. And you know I don't make it public. You know what I do for charity, right? Yeah. I work hard for charity. But saying give that money to charity is missing the point slightly in that people haven't got that money in the first place to pay the extra £15 for the game. You know, times are hard. Times are hard. It should be two or three quid at the most. I get your point. It's admirable, Fergus. But yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and my my point that if they charge it for the price of a pint and a packet of crisps, then you wouldn't mind. You go, you know what? I might as well watch it. They had something like, I think sixty four or under a hundred people uh, done the Burnley. Uh, who was a Burnley? George. Burnley game. Yeah. Was it Burnley Leicester? Who was it? Burnley. Yeah, I think it was Burnley. Less. I don't. I don't Burnley know. Burnley West Brom, wasn't it? Burnley West yeah, Brom. Burnley, Burnley West Brom. Yeah, you got it, Daniel. Which is always going to be a tough. You have to be a true fan of football to try and watch that. Um, but if you do have a local pub that uh, you've got six family members that can sit around a table, um, uh, your local pub is not being charged because they pay extortionate rates already for Sky and BT. But uh, they will be showing it. So if you don't fancy. Uh, paying for it on on whatever platform it's on you don't fancy doing a, a stream or whatever uh, go to your local pub support your local business um guys um it has been a pleasure mem thanks for joining us again thanks for having us mate no worries uh potsy uh what show are you Cheers, on next? what's up man uh friday night mate friday night seven o'clock uh same old arsenal preview for the arsenal leicester game and that's the tactics one listen listen I, yeah I'm 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 all for sharing the love and everything else, uh, and I always promote anybody who comes on here does something else. But I've and you know I've messages personally to you. The show you and Graham do on the tactics on same old Arsenal uh, on the Friday night is brilliant. It could actually make telly, radio, whatever. It is top top drawer. So if you want to watch it, uh, catch Dan on there. It's really really good. And Cheers, if you guys. want a Tesco delivery, um, speak to Trev. 
<laughs> How much you paid him, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> very kind of him. Very kind of him. No, it is nice. Can I just say, actually, Ferg, um, about Graham? Graham, uh, Graham lost his mum, uh, unfortunately, um, last week, and he's going to take a bit of a break for a few weeks. I've told him to take the time he needs. Um, but all of our uh, our thoughts are with him from everyone on Guns and Yellow Ribbons and on same old Arsenal. Absolutely. It's been a real, Absolutely. real tough time for Graham and for Lee Judges as well, losing his dad. So um, I just wanted to say that at the end of this podcast. So our thoughts are with both of them because they're two great friends of mine and everyone on this podcast as well. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We, we well said, Danny we Boy. Well said, we Danny Boy. I still wait my invite for your show. <laughs> you were on the other week. <laughs> <laughs> we we did pass on our condolences to Lee and Graham on our last podcast as well. So, but thank you very much for sharing that on there. Listen, you have been watching Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Really great to see some new names in the chat, both on YouTube and on Facebook. So, really appreciate the, you guys joining in and enjoying the show. Um, if you've got mates who like just like us like chatting arsenal and listen to people chatting arsenal tell them about the show and um remember to if you're on youtube click the bell if you're on uh, facebook hit a reminder only one last thing to say people up the arse go on you guys thanks for listening to guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.